0: This past October, I was motivated one Sunday afternoon to put my theater-learned building skills to good use and build myself a double-row-enclosed compost bin. I had collected five five five-foot wooden pallets and planned to make my Pinterest-inspired project into reality. I got out the power drill my dad had purchased for me at an auction found some screws in my basement left from the previous owner of my home, and went to work. Unfortunately, I couldn't figure out how to connect the two corners of the pallets together and secure them with the screw, so I decided to go to plan B and got out a hammer and some nails, assuming that the hammer would be able to reach the hard-to-connect corner in just the right ways. But when this didn't work, I went to plan C. By this time, my neighbor, whom I had just met that afternoon, peeked his head over the fence and asked if I needed any help. No, no, I've got this, I replied in my strong, independent mindset tone of voice. But Plan C included locating some wire and tying together the five pallets while they leaned together in just the right way so as not to fall over. It kind of worked, and I ended the afternoon with my new compost bin. One row for food waste and the other row for leaves or for the finished Hamas to place onto my garden this spring. But five months later, my compost bin has technically survived the winter, uh, tilting even more against one another so that they can help one another stand. Turns out that my theater building skills only taught me how to make it look like things are actually put together for show week (laughs) and not actually make things 100% usable. This memory came to mind as I began to plan out my garden layout this week. When I finished building my Plan C compost bin, I knew it was probably not my best work, but it was what I was able to build alone at the time, and I was determined to build this thing alone. I knew I would have to go back to that creative compost bin idea and work at it with a little bit more knowledge, but I was ready to be done with that project and I don't like leaving projects unfinished. Now, if you haven't already made the connection, my Plan C compost bin is like the owner, homeowner who chose to build their house on the sand. It looked great at the time and was quick and fun to do for a while but it will not stand the many years to come in these Kansas winds. Now, alternatively, I could have put a bit more thought into this compost bin and built it with a sturdy foundation, and not the picture frame wire I found at the bottom of my toolbox. Like the homeowner who built their house on the rock, I could have dug a little deeper foundation for my compost bin, allowing specific holes for the pallets to rest in, or included posts to drill the pallets into, as I already learned this week when I shared my story. And as the strong, independent woman that I am, I could have also accepted the knowledge of someone who was so willingly offering me help. And together we could have built a crafty Pinterest-inspired compost bin, able to replenish a garden full of nourishment. The scripture text for today is one that I'm sure most of us have heard before. We heard it read to us from our children's Bibles, In Sunday school growing up and singing that famous song about it at camp. It's a parable that wraps up the Sermon on the Mount and as I sat with this scripture the last couple of weeks I've pondered if I've ever actually heard a sermon on it before. I'm sure that I have. But the message that Jesus is trying to convey with these words seems pretty simple to me. So how does one create an authentic and worthy sermon out of it? In the most basic sense, the message is, don't build your house in the sand, because when the storms come, your foundation will not be strong enough to withstand that storm's power. So instead, build your house on a rock with a sturdy foundation, and then you will be able to withstand any storm that comes your way. This is what I learned as a child. But it's also important to note now that the metaphor in this parable that Jesus is using here is referencing God's grace and judgment. The solid foundation of a rock is being a follower of Jesus that lives and acts as a disciple of Jesus in everyday practices. These everyday practices will then create a life with a strong foundation to withstand all the storms of life. The foundation of the sand is that of being a superficial follower of Jesus. One who says they believe in the teachings of Jesus, but doesn't ever put them into practice. We are called to follow the rock-solid teachings of Jesus in our everyday life, even when they go against the norms of society. And this will create a sturdy foundation for our life. I could end here and we could have an extra long fellowship time together. (laughs) However, I think that I would be doing us all a disservice if I didn't share with you the other place where my thoughts wandered as I sat with these words the last couple of weeks. Last week, I got the fourth head cold since September. And many things began blaring around me that I could not ignore any longer. You need to slow down. Your foundation is weak. You need rest. Those tied together walls with wire are not sustainable. And your body is trying to tell you something because it is showing you it is not with able to withstand the storm you are trying to run into full force. Our bodies are the houses that we walk around in every day. And just like the metaphor that Jesus is using in this parable, we need a sturdy foundation in order to take on the everyday wear and tear that we will face. Because every day, society will throw at us phrases like we are not enough. We don't know what we're doing. We didn't learn that in school. That wasn't a part of my job description. The weather in Kansas can't make up its mind, so I don't know what coat to wear. We're too young for this or too old for that. The list of everyday energy-taking encounters goes on and on. And we could all write a list of those storms that we face every single day. And when our foundation is strong, these storms are much easier to face. However, when we've tied our walls together with that picture frame wire, those everyday storms start to break down our walls much easier. So I'd like to add to the message of this parable from Jesus to put these words into action by following his teachings while you also care for yourself. Because, friends, the road of being a radical Jesus follower was never intended to be easy. But it was meant to be a worthy one. And I'd like to think that Jesus knew and understood the importance of having a carefree spirit that included caring for oneself, so as to be able to adequately care for others. I don't view Jesus as a lecturer, but as a storyteller. He shared his morals and values with the public through stories that were engaging and caught people's attentions of all ages. And he didn't do this in synagogues but did it out in nature, breathing in the fresh air, listening to the water running in the background, watching the clouds glide above, and feeling the warmth of the sun on his skin. He knew that living a life as a radical would be hard and uncomfortable and would be damaging to our bodies both inside and outside. And if we continue to wait until we get to the end of the journey to rest our bodies, to wait until that spring break vacation to catch up on rest and relaxation, or until Saturday to catch our breath, I'm afraid that our bodies will break down before we cross the finish line of the promised land we are all waiting for. Jesus took time and breaks in his teaching to breathe and to be in community with people. He built a strong foundation and then he went and played in the sand. Build your house on the rock with a sturdy foundation But that doesn't mean we can't go play in the sand and bring the joy into our practical lives as radical Jesus followers. I've tried to be a radical Jesus follower so hard that my body has forced me to take days off spent in bed, and it's taken until my fifth illness in five months to actually sit and listen to what it's saying. Slow down and care for yourself, too. Otherwise, you will have nothing left to give to anyone else. You are trying to teach everyone else, but how are you filling your cup? Are you taking time to play in the sand, too? Or avoiding the joy of the sand completely? I've preached a lot of social justice sermons the last several months. This is my passion and my powerhouse. But we cannot serve others from an empty cup. We cannot work against injustices when we are exhausted into illnesses. We must also work at filling our own cups so that they overflow with joy. We can then serve others with joy from our overflow as we live by example, but we can't do this and serve when we are empty. This week, I've worked at creating a self-care sand playing list to hold myself accountable so I can continue to do this important work of changing the world into the kingdom of God by being a radical Jesus follower. And I encourage all of us to do this too, because this work will be a lot more joyful together, and my body already feels so much more alive. And on this playing in the sand list, I've included getting nine hours of sleep Moving my body, breathing in the fresh air, having a conversation with a friend, or laughing until my belly hurts. Hugging someone deeply, eating something that is truly delicious, like that makes you take a pause in your eating, it's so good. Taking a bath, telling someone that I love them, or making music. Now the goal is to be above average with this self-care playing in the sand list. Not having to do all ten of these things every day because I think that would be kind of stressful, at least for me. (laughs) But doing enough so that there is joy in our houses so we can continue to share the foundation of faith in a God of love that leads us, by the power of the Spirit, to follow Jesus in doing justice, loving mercy, and walking humbly with God to others in this world. And so that we can continue to withstand the storms that will come our way. So we can kick these 2019-2020 colds to the curb once and for all. So build your house on the rock for that sturdy foundation. But as Camp Menesca also teaches, come play in the sand. You won't regret it.